Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Samoa's rugby league coach calls on NRL clubs to play ball. And Newey gears up for a rare foray into the international scene. But first, the head of the Tonga Rugby Union has hit out to the International Rugby Board for changing rules that would have allowed a host of former high-profile players to switch nationality in time for next year's Rugby World Cup. An exemption under IRB Regulation 8 was approved by the game's governing body last year, allowing players to switch their national allegiance if they hold a passport for the second country, have not played international rugby for 18 months or more, and that they turn out for their new nation during the upcoming World 7 Series. That would have enabled players to represent their new country in the 2016 Olympics and also in the 15-a-side game. Samoa, Fiji and Tonga all expressed an interest in using the exemption to attract the likes of former All Blacks and Wallabies players with Pacific Heritage. But in a document released last week, the IRB's Regulations Committee has clarified that players would need to play in four World Series tournaments and the Olympic Sevens competition before they can play for another country in 15s. The chair and president of the Tonga Rugby Union, Apali Taioni, says the changes are not fair and have had a huge impact on their plans. What they come up with in the last couple of days is basically um, put a hole on that completely, uh, um, in a way, uh, making it possible for us. So at the moment, um, it doesn't look as if it's going to happen. It is quite disappointing. It's disappointing in the fact that... Um, you know, Olympic sports allowed it because the spirit of Olympics, everyone, you know, all the best people will participate and everyone has a chance of uh, winning a medal. That's the spirit of Olympic. Obviously, IRB see it differently and typical of IRB uh, coming like that. I'm just frustrated the lack of consultation on this. But the most disappointing thing is, is that the knowledge that the conflict of interest and, and all the people that was in the committee for IRB is for their interest. There's no other way around it. They call it a rugby World Cup, but it might as well be one just for New Zealand, Australia, South Africa and the home nations because um, they don't want anyone else to compete. It is quite frustrating and, and I'm pretty sure that um, Fiji and Samoa um, share the views on this. We will have a formal complaint about this. Uh, we, like I said, we certainly think that it, it isn't in the right spirit of the board. They seem to make the rules as they go. Like I said, we might as well not call it a rugby World Cup, we call it something else. That's for about six to eight countries that hold it to the, the power of the rugby. But they, the rugby uh, is decided by commercials and, and business dealings rather than traditions. It will be the day that we see these sports become global. Now, Pally, when you, were, when you were having discussions with players that had initially expressed an interest about turning out for the Ikalatahi or for the Sevens team, was there any particular preference in terms of what was more the motivation? Was it a chance to compete at the Olympics and maybe win a medal, or, or was it was it more from the Tongan point of view the chance to turn out for the Ikalitahi and, and strengthen that team uh, at the World Cup? The Rugby World Cup will benefit massively for the Pacific Islands for this. Yes, um, there, there was kind of we target the, uh, the Rugby World Cup, but uh, at the same time we we, we we all you know as Fijians the more we, we see the the Olympic as uh, another um, holy grail for. Uh, we look as if um, there's a good chance with uh, all the uh, whole nations to 
time you've won, you have a good chance of winning a medal. What they come up with in the last few days had a huge impact on that. Like I said, it's, it, it is uh, massively frustrating and, and, and uh, disappointing for us. So just to be clear about what the changes mean, so previously, uh, if you'd had that stand-down of 18 months and you played and you were eligible yeah. and had two passports, if you played in one sevens tournament on the upcoming World Series, that qualified you to yeah. represent, say, Tonga, for example, at the Rio Games. That's that's still the case, is that right? You now have to play um, four IRB series. That's if you want to make a switch to the 15-a-side team, though, isn't it? That, that's if you want to make a switch to a 15-a-side. And if you you have to play one if you are to switch at the uh, Olympics. And in and, and terms of that 15-a-side, oh, from, from Tonga's point of view, of course, currently you're not qualified for any IRB series events, so the team has to you know, qualify for Hong Kong and Wellington at the upcoming Oceania tournament. And then if they yeah, do, yeah, we have, we have to, yeah, we have to qualify in Hong Kong for the uh, the London class. Uh, so the, the, the chance of, of of having players get released full time is, is very unlikely by professional clubs. Whilst this has obviously been a handbrake for a number of nations, from from Tonga's point of view, especially, uh, I mean, the likes of Fiji and Samoa could still use this to their advantage. Maybe not for next World Cup, of course, but they're still going to be playing on the entire World Series. But it means that. Yeah, you know, as you say, you're, at best you're going to play in four tournaments and the chances of, of having players for all of those tournaments is highly unlikely, which means that it's almost impossible for you guys to fulfil those requirements. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, there's no chance of, uh, I think, of, of, uh, of that happening. Like I said, the, uh, the Reg 9 uh, release is only for two windows, the June window and the November window. No, no chance the club um, will be available to allow guys to, to go full time if they are qualified for, for 15 aside. If nothing else changes, is there still a chance of some of these players uh, playing the one tournament and, and therefore becoming eligible for Rio? Yeah, um, there's still a chance of that happening, uh, but we have to qualify first on the, on, on the fall, which is um, uh, next weekend in Moosa in Australia. We're we'll still gearing up for that. But like I said, at the moment, the, the, the hard thing about it, getting them to... to and, and, and play the release from all the, uh, the Premiership club and, and top 14 club. It is as hard as it can be. And so in, in terms of the uh, the requirements for 15s, you've got to play in those four tournaments. And then am I right in thinking yeah. that you also then have to play at the Olympics before you can play 15s for the new country? Yes, okay. that's my understanding of yeah, that. Yeah, so, so, so in, yeah. Theory, in theory, at absolute best-case scenario, no one from any country can make the switch until late in 2016. Do you think the clarifications the IOB came out with, uh, obviously extending the 18-month stand down to three years in, uh, in terms of the 15 aside, and also uh, uh, making it four tournaments at the IOB level and, and not one for the sevens, do you, do you think that was as a result of pressure from some other nations? Because, of course, Southern Hemisphere unions have tried... Well, like I said before, the biggest disappointing that we have is the conflict of interest of those rule makers who sit at Dublin and decided that for themselves. No consolidation at all whatsoever. And the fact that... Uh, we, we, we don't allow any voice for, for, for such an important issue. I, I find it quite uh, revolting, to be honest with you. It is quite um, uh, revolting from, from uh, a rugby perspective. There is a reason why this ruling was done by Olympic, and Olympic is 100 times bigger than, than that of rugby. And obviously, they, they don't see it like that, and it's just frustrating that they, they just sit in Dublin and decide for themselves to protect their own interests. And like I said, a rugby world cup, you call a rugby world cup, you should be just called the World Cup for New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa, and the home nations. I just don't understand why they, they, they keep on changing this and time and time again. The, the, the ruling was three years, and all of a sudden they change it again. It's like I said, just like everyone else reading on the news. So you're going to complain. Is oh. there? Do, do you still 
think there's some chance that you guys could you know get this changed again or, or have you sort of accepted this is what's going to happen now we're going to take this all the way to switzerland but i'm pretty sure fiji and samoa share the same when you say switzerland are you talking about the court of arbitration for sport yeah by any means we will take the, we will take it all the way there that's the chair of the tonga rugby union apali taioni Eligibility issues are also causing headaches for Toa Samoa rugby league coach Matt Parrish. The New South Wales assistant coach says that NRL clubs are continuing to stand in the way of players who want to play for their country, and something needs to be done. Parrish says every player he's spoken to wants to play in the upcoming Four Nations tournament, which also includes Australia, New Zealand and England. But he says a handful of NRL clubs continue to make things difficult. The NRL you know, certainly needs to keep... Uh supporting Pacific nations, and they certainly need to uh, support the second-tier nations, as do the clubs, you know. If the clubs can release the players to play in those competitions, you know, there's no doubt that uh, it'll improve the standard and therefore improve the teams, and, and it'll improve the playing ability of all the players that, that compete. And I guess, uh, you know, you've obviously got dealings with that in terms of, you know, the involvement you've had with, you know, various NRL club teams. Uh, do, do you think things are getting better in that regard in terms of clubs and, and letting players? I know it was a bit tough for you guys... Uh, with the likes of you know Anthony uh, in, in April, and of course there's other reasons surrounding that with uh, Queensland as well. But uh, is, is there still a difficulty there on some level? Definitely, it uh, needs to improve, and it's something that I've st- discussed on numerous occasions, particularly in the last couple of weeks with you know the heads of the NRL, and um, you know they need to get the clubs to support it. Otherwise, we might as well just have three teams in the world. You know, again, you brought up Anthony in, in April, and now you know everyone wants to see Anthony Milford play for Samoa in the Four Nations. You know, he's a great player. And for him not to be playing would be would be uh, an injustice. And I guess sometimes in these situations, the individual players are sort of stuck in the middle. Oh, listen, the players aren't stuck in the middle. They, they want to play. There's no doubt about it. Every player I know wants to play for Samoa, Australia, or whatever opportunity they got. But again, the clubs are very selfish at times and they stand in their way. But what they don't realise also is that these guys playing in the, in the better competitions make them better players, you know. Milford came back from the from the World Cup last year, you know, brimming with confidence because he played really well for Samoa against the world's best. You know, and you only got to look at the way he played this year and how well he improved. You know, I've got no doubt that the confidence that he that he got out of the World Cup has helped him be the player he is now. Yeah, what I mean is absolutely the players do want to play, but uh, you know, the, the clubs obviously, as you say, uh, make it difficult for them sometimes. In, in terms of the players that you do have, you've obviously got a train-on squad and, and like the Kiwis and like the Kangaroos, uh, you obviously have players becoming, more players, I guess, becoming available every week as the NRL comes to its conclusion. So what are you guys sort of up to? Do you just have a, who's available now? Are you guys just doing some trainings uh, at the moment and people get added to that? Oh, look, the boys at the moment are just doing their own programs. We're uh, obviously in contact with them and, and made contact with all the players as, as the teams drop out. But we'll come together, you know, we'll name the team on the on the, uh, on the 6th of um, October and then come together on the 9th and then we'll go into camp in Samoa for a week in the lead-up to the, um, you know, Four Nations, which would be a great opportunity. Is it a bit trickier for you? Because I know there's a couple of guys that were, were named also in the Kiwis as well and there's always perhaps, uh, I guess, unfortunately, the Pacific Nations maybe uh, get the, uh, you know, bad end of the stick there sometimes with some of those players. Is there any uncertainty as to some players that you would be keen on that you're not quite sure which way they're going to go yet? Again, we would never stand in the way of them, you know, representing Australia or New Zealand. But, uh, you know, obviously some of the boys have been named in both, as you just mentioned. But, you know, for the indication I've got, most of the guys that we've picked uh, will be playing for us. Right. And they certainly want to, you know what I mean? So, you know, I believe a lot of the guys that we've picked are, 
they may play for New Zealand or Australia if there's injuries, but they're probably not in their top 24 at the moment. You know, I've got no doubt if we can pick the squad that we want, we'll we'll have a very good team. You know what I mean? But again, we are having some, look. I'm not, you know, we are having trouble with clubs releasing them. I don't think it's very right, and I'm I'm hoping the NRL will step in and uh, you know assist us in that. So, do you mean just releasing them so, as soon as they can, or are we talking about October and November as well when they should be playing games, saying that they're you know injured or that sort of thing? Exactly what I'm saying. They, they pull them out of the, of the four nations. And, and is the issue there? Is that a hard thing to prove? I mean, who needs to come down there? Are there people at the NRL that can step in? You'd like to think so. <laughs> Otherwise, again, as I said, they might as well just have three teams in the world. Can we expect uh, any significant changes in, in style or anything from yourself with the boys? Obviously, now that you've had more time together, do you feel like the team can be moulded a little bit more in, t- in terms of uh, you know what you want from them or? Oh, look, I definitely think we'll be a lot, a lot better than what we've been because, again, you know, we're not going to change too much with the way we've played, but what we want to do is get better. And, um, you know, the more the boys play together and train together, the better they're going to get. So, you know, these most of the guys coming in the squad will have already played for Samar, so they, they know what's expected. Um, the staff involved do a really good job. You know, they're very professional now. They, You know, they're all associated with NRL clubs, so they know what's required, and the, and the boys respond to it very well, you know. So it's... Uh, Playing with Samoa is a very unique, you know, opportunity. Again, we run it like an NRL sort of, uh, you know, and a representative team, but also there's plenty of time for the cultural side of it too, which, you know, they all enjoy. And as you say, they're heading up to Samoa uh, in not too long as well. Always always good to get back uh, amongst the uh, community up there uh, for these sorts of things. Definitely. I think it's very important that they go back there and promote the game of rugby league. And, uh, you know, I think there's plenty of young men on that island that, you know, would love the opportunity they've got and hopefully... With them going back there and mixing with those guys, they may get that opportunity and you know they may have that drive and passion to do that. That's the Samoa Rugby League coach, Matt Parrish. Still with Rugby League and Brendan Perinara says preparations are coming together for Newway's second ever international against the Philippines in Sydney next weekend. The Pacific Nation made their international debut against Vanuatu 12 months ago and have developed a relationship with the Philippines after both countries competed at the Cabramatta Nines. Brendan Perinara says the base of players to choose from is continuing to grow, although for a small nation, things never come easy. We still haven't got any, uh, any major sponsors to help us out, so we're fun- doing a lot of fundraising and selling a lot of T-shirts to fundraise or food just to get our um, races going for the hotel and stuff. Alrighty, and uh, obviously, you know, getting these test matches uh, for a team, you know, obviously of your size, which is still, you know, I guess trying to make its mark on the International Rugby League map, um, every test match is, is vital, and I guess this is about building upon last year. We built from Vanuatu test match, um, and we've got a few, a good, a few good base of players um, coming in now, like as the likes of, um, we've named Dean Hallisell on our side, he's uh, willing to come and play for us, but uh at the moment, he's uh, got injured and had to have an operation, so he's ruled out for that test match. Uh, we've just um, pulled in um, Albie Talapo. He played for the World Cup Samoa, so he's put his hand, uh, hand up to come and play for us too. Now, I guess off the back of that World Cup, we saw some of the Pacific Nations do really well, and I know earlier this year at Cabramatta, you guys were able to enter two teams as opposed to one. So in, in terms of growing that base of players, the option that people that are willing to turn out for Nui and, and the interest in the, the team and, uh, I guess, going forward. I mean, is that is that still growing or how, how are you finding that? It's growing. It's getting up there. It's, um, yeah, we're getting, we are getting uh, bigger. And, uh, yeah, as we had two teams in the finals of the Cabramatta Nines, we're getting to uh, register more players now. 
So it's working, it's happening, and um, we just finally got um, well, one of our boys, Tuki Jackson, has uh, got a contract for France. So we're, it's opening up avenues for the boys. Whether they have declared for New Way or not, uh, do, do you have any idea roughly you know, how many players in the NRL or in the Super League or in some of those uh, higher divisions you know, are in theory eligible or have New Way and Heritage? couldn't tell you the details on that precisely. Like, um, we're just going by um, word of mouth and the boys are ringing us, getting in t- contact with us as um, Albie Talapo did. Like, he's half Samoan and half New Wayne and um, he's put his hand up to come in and play for his uh, mum's heritage. Okay, so sort of that the New Wayne community, especially in Australia, I guess, and, and, and I guess some of those specific communities, you know, obviously you guys are very close and just about, uh, I guess, uh, you know, people talking to people who talk to people who talk to people. That's right, yeah, free word of mouth, and that's how they're getting through at the moment. So we get a bigger base and, and more people to get it out there for internationally, we can get more players. And uh, in, in terms of the Philippines, I know they've been very helpful because I think they're uh, might be playing uh, Vanuatu as well, and, and they're very keen to, I guess, get more involved in the international scene. Um, do you know anything about the players that they're going to be able to put out on the park? Do you, do you know much about their team or what to expect? I'm not too sure, but I know they've got a, a lot of um, players coming from the Queensland Cup, and as they have a couple of internationals playing um, NRL, and Kevin Gordon and Matty Schrammer playing for the Titans. Do you have any specific targets for this test match? Uh, is it just about getting a win on the board? Is there uh, certain things you want to achieve in the game? Well, pretty much I um, want to um, just focus on getting our team together and um, the culture side of it um, and getting the New England boys to come back and play for the heritage and yeah, whatever, our footy will take care of itself. You're based in Sydney. Um, I mean, I assume everyone's not based in the same area, so there's an element of, uh, I guess, managing that? Yeah, that's pretty hard. Um, we go into camp on a Tuesday before the... 4th of October and then we'll train for four days and play the test. Um, as we can't get together, some guys are from Newcastle, some guys are from Brisbane, some some guys are coming from Melbourne and also New Zealand. And we've got one coming from Niue, the Rock, Hagid Tongatoli, so he's the first um, one coming from Niue itself. And uh, are you getting much support or, uh, I guess, interest in the team back home in Niue? We definitely are. Um, Sports Minister back at home and, and Niue is um, backing us and they've also uh, registered us in the South Pacific Games for July next year. So we've got a Nines uh, team going into that. That's the Niue Rugby League coach Brendan Perinara. And the Papua New Guinea cricketers have begun their South Australian Premier League campaign with back-to-back defeats. Two days after losing to the World Cup bound United Arab Emirates in an exhibition match, the Barramundis lost their first game against Eastern Edge by five wickets and the second against Western Grit by 78 runs. The tournament continues. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.